IDC Radio. Film Fanatics. From the silver screen to your earphones. With Alan Azulay and Gal Balaban. Welcome back to Film Fanatics, your home for the hottest movie topics of the week. I'm Alan. And I'm Gal. So this episode we're going to be talking about some invasion movies as well as celebrating the 4th of July by reviewing Independence Day. Yay, I'm so excited to talk about this movie. But first, let's talk about some movie news. So we're talking about invasions. Let's go to the planet of Cybertron, home of the Autobots. Just announced this week that Transformers Rise of the Beasts has begun filming. It's the seventh movie in the franchise. And it's the direct sequel to 2018's Bumblebee, which I think is by far the best one in the series. It's actually the only good one. The only okay. good one. The only <laughs> tolerable one. It's directed by Stephen Capel Jr., who directed Creed 2, which I think is great. So I have a lot of faith in that. And it stars Anthony Ramos, who was in In the Heights, and Dominique Fishback, who was in Judas and the Black Messiah. Especially after, after, after Bumblebee, I loved bumblebee i loved that movie so much uh which is weird to say because it's a like a transformers movie but uh travis knight did such a good job directing it that i'm actually kind of sad he's not returning here um the first scene in cybertron was actually one of the best scenes in all the transformers movies and it's like i feel like that's what transformers fans want i'm not one in particular i'm anything but a transformers fan but that scene when everything animated in the in that planet that just seemed like the the things that transformers fans were clamoring for instead of these dumb humans like you said transformers is notorious for having terrible human characters there was shia labeouf there was mark Wahlberg, stanley tucci all these terrible human characters what Bumblebee did is it utilized a smaller scale human story between Haley Steinfeld and Bumblebee, which their, I thought was really good. Yeah, their relationship is just so cute. Like, uh, and Haley, we, we've been, I think we've been through this in this podcast, but Haley Steinfeld is just one of my favorite actresses. Oh, wow. So this is, this was just the complete, like, if you're going to do a Transformers movie for me, that was going to be it because I love John Cena. I love Haley Steinfeld. I think they should go in that direction where it's smaller scale than the, the big Bayhem ones. Honestly, anyone but Michael Bay will probably treat the human characters with respect. And when you have Anthony Ramos and Dominique Fishback who have proven themselves, I hope they utilize them well. Okay, so our next story of the day, uh, Rachel Ziegler has been cast as Snow White in the upcoming Disney remake. So we're going to see her in West Side Story, also the remake, and uh, Shazam, Shazam Fury of the Gods, which I'm really excited about, Loki. Uh, this movie is going to be directed by Mark Webb. He directed 500 Days of Summer, Gifted, and the Amazing Spider-Man films. I haven't seen her in anything yet. No one has because West Side Story is going to be her film debut. But, I mean, good for her. I could care much less about Snow White. The directing choice is interesting here. I I like Mark Webb as a director, so I'm, I'm interested to see what this is going to be like. They also made a couple Snow White movies in the last couple of years. There was Mirror Mirror, 
Snow White and the Huntsman and the spinoff, The Huntsman Winter's War. Haven't seen any of those. Me neither. And I, I don't really don't care enough. To. I don't care enough about anything Snow White related to watch these. Maybe I'll watch the upcoming one if it gets good reviews or whatever. I'm going to watch this one just because of, I'm, I'm a massive Disney fan as we've been through in this show before. So I'm going to watch it for sure in theaters at like one time. But I have a feeling it's going to be one of those remakes that I watch one time. And that's that. Next up is some really exciting news for me. Damien Chazelle's next movie, Babylon, has cast Olivia Wilde, Spike Jones, who I didn't even know acts, and Tobey Maguire. And the movie already has Brad Pitt and Margot Robbie in the leads, plus Katherine Watterson and Samara Weaving. This is crazy. Like, I'm, I'm such a big fan of Damien Chazelle's work. I mean, his name alone is one of those filmmakers where you know something good's going to happen. And you have Brad Pitt and Margot Robbie, who are also two of the leads in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And this uh, movie's about Hollywood. Brad Pitt is one of my favorite actors of all time. So I, there's nothing that is not going to make me not be in a movie theater in December 2022 to watch this movie instead of anything else. Now for a final piece of news of the week. John Week 4 has finally started filming. It feels like it was supposed to start filming for so long now. I loved all of the John Week movies. Same. Like the first one and the third one in particular. The, se the second one was really good too. But like the first and the third one were really good for me. And um, I'm just super excited about this one. I, I want to see how they up the ante here. Because it was really fun seeing John Wick on a horse on John Wick <laughs> Yeah, I want to see what they do next. Like you said, they upped the ante and the third one just showed how great that can be. And they ended on a really good cliffhanger of sorts. And so this is definitely one of my most anticipated films of 2022. And there's they're adding some more people, including Donnie Yen, who is very famous for martial arts movies. Uh, he was in the Ip Man films and... If you haven't seen a lot of foreign films, then you'll know him from Rogue One and yeah. Mulan. Yeah, and he was really good in Rogue One, actually. That's when I first met him. Bill Skarsgård has also been cast in this movie. Lawrence Fishburne is back from the other ones. And I'm just super excited about this one. Like, the ch Chapter 3 in particular, Parabellum, um, the cinematography at the end of that movie, of that final fight scene, is just so good. And I want to see more of that. So, bring it on. All right, 4th of July is coming up soon, and we are celebrating by looking back at none other than Independence Day from 1996, directed by Roland Emmerich and starring Will Smith, Jeff Goldblum, and Bill Pullman. Listen, I actually never watched this movie until this week. Uh, this is the You didn't tell me that. I didn't? So it was, yeah, like, I think I may have watched it when I was a kid, but I, I honestly didn't remember anything about it. If I did watch and I had so much fun. I, when I watched, when, when I started watching it, I saw that it was like almost three hours long. I was like, oh my God, why? And it then, does. And then it, it just, it kind of flew, it kind of flew by. And like, I love the movie. Like I, I had a lot of fun watching it. Like, honestly, watching it the second time, I noticed that it does take a little bit to get going, but once you get there, 
it gets so much fun. Yeah, Will Smith only appears in like the 40th minute mark or something like that. Exactly, but Will Smith, by the way, I think is the highlight of this movie. He's so good. He's so good. I love when uh, he crashes with the alien and he punches him and goes, Welcome to Earth. That is the best line in the movie, honestly. Like, it's so fun. Welcome to Earth. For me, the best part on any movie that has Jeff Goldblum is Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> uh, Jeff Goldblum is so great. I love him, if anything. I could watch him for two hours painting, <laughs> and I would probably be entertained. So I'm just glad I watched this movie just, just because of him. Making Jeff Goldblum one of the protagonists of your movie is like automatically positive points. Yeah, because he's usually more of a side character in most of the things he's in. And he's a great side character because he just he takes the focus out of the main character when he's a side character in your movie. And one other thing is Judd Hirsch plays his dad and he's really funny. There's one scene where uh, they're like scared for their life at the final battle. And he's like, everyone get together and pray. And some dude's like, I'm not Jewish. And he goes, nobody's perfect. His character here is just every Jewish dad ever. <laughs> and I think you can relate to me in this one that I saw a bit of my dad in there. Like when he's saying like how disappointed he is about what uh what jeff goldblum has done with his life i was like wow that's some jewish dad energy right there another like famous jewish character actor who's in this movie is harvey firestein he's in the beginning i don't know if you remember but he's talking to jeff goldblum in a lab and he's like oh i'm gonna call my mommy i hate his voice <laughs> like his voice took me out of this movie so much because it was just so cringe to watch it like my my ears were bleeding but he, he was funny which is weird He's like, I was laughing, but at the same time, I was like cringing all the time because of his voice. He was a big character actor back in the 90s. He was in Mrs. Doubtfire, and he even did a voice in Mulan. And so Bill Pullman, I think it's also excellent in the movie. Uh, I saw this after I'd already known him for Spaceballs, and he's really good. It's the president. He's really good. Usually the president in uh, disaster movies is more of like, way more of like a side, side character. You know what I mean? He's just there to stand around and give instructions most exactly. of the time. Exactly. And like, but I never seen a president portrayed like this in a disaster movie. He's almost like a main character here. He's like the emotional core of the movie. Yeah. There's a scene where he's supposed to be really sad and you feel for him. Both times I saw this movie. I was so surprised that he geared up and he was like, let's do this. And he, the president was leading the charge against the alien sh spaceship. And I was like, that is such a good idea. Why has anyone thought of that? It's before? honestly so exciting. And the speech that he gives is amazing. And almost every 4th of July, I see that speech posted on Instagram and Twitter. We will not go quietly into the night. We will not vanish without a fight. We're going to live on. We're going to survive. Today, we celebrate our Independence Day. One more person I want to point out in this movie is, uh, he's like the real hero of the movie. It's a guy who, uh, he's a crop duster. And uh, at the end, if you remember, he goes, hey boys, I'm back. And he like basically destroys a whole spaceship. Do you remember this dude? I do. He was, he was so funny. <laughs> so funny to watch. His name in the movie is uh, Russell Case. He is played by Randy Quaid. Hello, boys! Uh, 
whoever wrote him, that was such a genius idea. And he also says, I was kidnapped by aliens eight years ago, which is why he says, I'm back. And it's never explained if he's just crazy and has conspiracy theories or if aliens actually showed up. But it's just such a great detail that I noticed watching it again. I think it's supposed to be like more of a he's crazy like conspiracy theories. I think that makes it better. It makes it so much better. Uh, fun fun fact is actually Dennis right, you brother. Alien oh wow, that's cool. <laughs> so there you go. Do you think the visuals hold up in this movie? I really do, and I watched it for the first time. Like I watched it in uh, the version that's on Disney Plus, so I don't know if that's in 4K. I believe that's that's in 4K. And uh, it was just really good. Like, he really held up. There's one scene where a ship explodes and there are ruins that look very poor CGI. But it's just one shot from the whole two and a half hour movie. I honestly didn't notice that. So, so It's towards yeah. the end, but yeah. No, I'm sure it's there. Uh, but the fact that it's not as noticeable from a 24-year-old movie. This, this movie actually came out two months before I was born. Oh, wow. Uh, almost to the date. And uh, yeah, really impressed. So I'd say Independence Day is the perfect movie to rewatch in this time of year or watch it for the first time if you haven't already, especially if you love action movies and sci-fi and Will Smith and Jeff Goldblum. This one of one of those that I was dreading to watch because I, I always heard so much good things. But I was like, is this nostalgia or is this actually a good movie? So I'm I'm so happy to say that it is a good movie. Uh, about the second one, it came out in 2016, uh, uh, Resurgence. Is Independence Day Resurgence. I never watched it. Have you watched it? What did you think about it? I actually saw it in theaters when it came out and I hated it. Okay, good to know. It doesn't have Will Smith because he was doing Suicide Squad at the time. And it has Jeff Goldblum and Bill Pullman and a lot of new actors like Liam Hemsworth. And they try to do it like bigger and more fun. And I remember not liking it and... Yeah, just watch this one and call it a day. I don't think Resurgence is even worth looking <laughs> at. But I think you'll like that Jeff Goldblum is basically the main character again. Oh, that that is something I like to hear. They like to get the landmarks. So, for a review this week, uh, we're not actually talking about a new movie. It's also a bit of an alien invasion movie, but more of a quiet one. Definitely a bit of like the polar opposite of Independence Day when you think about it. Definitely. It's Annihilation. Uh, Alex Garland's Annihilation starring uh, Natalie Portman. It's destroying everything. It's not destroying. It's making something new. In general, what did you think of this movie, Gal? I go way back with this movie. I can't believe it's been th almost three and a half years. I watched it in theaters with my dad. And I remember after the movie ended, I was just sitting there as the credits rolled, trying to figure out what I saw in my chair. My dad was like waiting for me to get up and I was just sitting in my chair. And I've never done that for a movie before or since. This movie is really mind blowing. And uh, I've been trying to find an excuse to rewatch it. And I'm so glad that I finally did. For me... I've been trying also I've been trying to find an excuse to watch it because I have never watched it before. I really love this movie. 
it's such a well-crafted movie like it's visually stunning even though it's like a way smaller movie in scope than most like alien invasion-ish movies it was just a joy to see as a movie fan as like a as like a person that really enjoys this kind of stuff i really wish we got more movies like this i feel like even in recent years studios have shifted away from stuff like this they even said at one point that they were they didn't want to give annihilation an international release because it was too intellectual for people uh, it came out on Netflix. It was a Netflix original country. around the world, except for in North America where I saw yeah. it in theaters. In the movie, Natalie Portman and a group of other scientists are going into a zone called the Shimmer, which has been created by an extraterrestrial force that is changing things around it, creating these forces. And her husband, played by Oscar Isaac, has gone missing in there. You have to tell me where he was, what he was doing. Truly, I feel like watching it again, there's so much more under the surface. Like you said, the, the cinematography and the music is amazing. And so good. This is honestly Natalie Portman's best performance uh, since Black Swan, maybe her second best ever after that, plus Leon, which she did when she was like 13. I, I have to agree with you. She is crazy good in this movie. And I have to shout out whoever did the casting for this movie, like props, because uh, I love all of these actresses outside this movie and i didn't know they were in it like i had no idea and i just got surprise after surprise casting wise i didn't even know oscar isaac was in this uh tessa thompson has a bit of a more subdued role here like i'm more used to seeing her as more of a badass uh like she's as valkyrie in the mcu i she's also one of my favorite actresses today she's so same i could recommend like 10 movies right now that she's in that i love she's so good She's such a good actress. And Gina Rodriguez is also great. She's great. And she's actually the opposite of what Tessa Thompson does Exactly. Here. She's very. She's a very loud presence in this movie. Like, in a good way, not in a bad way. I actually only known her from, like, a Guilty Pleasure TV show that I watched a lot. Jane the Virgin? Yeah. Uh, I think I only knew her from Deepwater Horizon? What else was she in? She's in Deepwater Horizon? Yeah, with Mark Wahlberg. Wow. They All of these actresses and actors were really good here but i think natalie portman in particular and jennifer jason lee just delivered a fantastic performance like jennifer jason lee is so good here you can see her motivation you can see everything through her acting and uh she's just really good in it and i thought i mentioned i, I would mention that yeah for sure and watching it me watching it again there are flashback scenes that i realized how much of an impact they have on the story. Like the first time I was like, okay, why are we watching this? And the second time I realized that there's no movie without those scenes. Yeah, I want to rewatch it because of that. Like it seems like a movie that you have to rewatch at least once. And the ending, like the last 20 minutes of the movie hit really hard. If you like ambiguity, you will love the ending of this movie. I just think it's perfect. It's, a, it's the perfect ending for this movie, like for sure. Like the last shot, it's the perfect ending shot for this movie because of its ambiguity and because of the visual and because of the actors involved. Like, you you just feel like, wow, Alex Garland, like, he is such a good director and he really proves it here. 
Yeah, again, I have to recommend Ex Machina, which was his first film before this. It's also a really great sci-fi film. Uh, and there's also a TV show that he came out with last year called Devs, which is also a very thought-provoking uh, sci-fi fil- oh, sci-fi check- show with great performances. Wow, I have to check that out. Uh, by the way, Oscar Isaac stars in uh, Ex Machina as well. He's in both of those. Yeah, but I and- think he has a more prominent role in Ex Machina, right? He's like, yeah, he's the lead in Ex okay. Machina. But here he's also really good. He he definitely has a lot of range, and I still liked him here, but he's he's in Ex Machina a lot more, that's for sure. Yeah, very random, but I'm really excited to see him as Moon Knight. Oh, yeah, that'll be good. Out of all the movies we talked about today, um, for sure, this is the one that resonates the best. That's a, like really a word that comes to mind, resonate. It's, it's just so good. And uh, please go and watch it because... Not a lot of people did, unfortunately, at least box office-wise. I mean, Fairly just came out in America. Everywhere else it was on Netflix. But go watch it. It's basically free on Netflix. So give it a roll. So that's it for today. I loved revisiting an iconic 4th of July movie and talking about another movie about beings from other worlds which is Annihilation which as you can tell we both really love yeah this was a fun invasion episode 